sorry, you weren't up. <laughs> um, when uh, I was thinking about it, this just reminded me of it when we started playing Bear Bird Shark. When we were youngsters, I just started playing the drums. And I found out you can hit a crash when you hit the, the snare. I was the happiest person alive. Well, is that, that's not a faux pas when it comes to the drumming? What's a faux pas? Like, like something you shouldn't do? No, no. Less ridicule? No, it's only because I was and young. banishment from uh, your peers? Like, I thought there was, you know, a certain way to do everything. You know what I mean? I never, I guess, seen it before or knew drummers did it, mm-hmm. you know? It was just, a, it's just a simple thing. I was so young, you know? Like, we yeah. Like, I bet you Dillinger Escape Plan does that a lot, right? <laughs> That's weird, because I was actually watching... Uh, That's a horrible splash that I'm doing. Well, a splash is more like... You're doing... <laughs> no, you're doing a... That's a splash. A splash is... <laughs> like a China splash mix. Uh, a regular crash is... <laughs> yeah, that's a good crash. And then a, a ride is... Well, a bell ride is... No, that's a hi-hat. Yeah. And then... Okay, I feel like I got it. You were doing like a China kind like a. It was more like... Yeah, okay. cars to China. A splash is just a, a little car. You know what's a good idea? Let's open up our podcast by doing simple sounds. <laughs> That's how we would write songs, you know? Oh, you do the wheelie, wheelie, wheelie. You do the boop, boop, you know? We would boop, just, boop, 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 And our, our idea was to start a band with only microphones. We would just stand at them and, you know, voice our instruments. Yeah, and then two, and then two guys did that. And, really? Yeah, remember Judd Judd? No. Okay. You don't remember Judge Ed. No. Let's start. Let's. Well, okay. Let, why? Go ahead. Sit, talk what you're talking with the crashes. Yeah, no, I was just, uh, you know, I was thinking about music. And it's funny you said Dillinger Escape Plan because I was uh, recently I was watching uh, videos of them live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love their guitar player, Adam D. I think he's fucking hilarious. And they were amazing live. It's a video of them in 2008 at some festival. And. You know, they uh, request the pit for, I don't know if it was Rosa <laughs> Sharon or one of their, I think it was Rosa Sharon. So they request the pit and it was just the sickest thing I've ever seen in my life. They just, It's just two walls of people crashing into each other and they were just a fucking great band. Uh, amazing band um, for, I mean, anybody out there who's listening to this who might not be into the... I don't even know what to say. Hardcore metal, metalcore, yeah. industrial, fucking industrial. They whatever were, they, they they were like metal, but they were like uh, I would say like a mix between like the post hardcore and metal scene kind of. You're using past uh, a part part. What is it? Past, past participles? participles already. I mean, they, I know that they they're not done yet. They announced that they broke up, but they're still they're still playing. Oh, I consider everything without Jones as the singer broken up. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, he was the money. You put a black. Eye I on love that dude. The dude they have now, the guy. What's his name? Dimitri. He sounds like Trent Reznor. Uh, I don't know. I well, I we, I wish our buddy Tom, who stole this mixer from his work, was here because <laughs> he's just ratting him out. Every he's like the Bobby Shmurda. <laughs> uh, yeah, I stole a mix because uh, I'm a hot nigga. I just, th- I just think it's funny in my in my mind. I just think it would be funny that if one day, like somebody he works with, <laughs> just fucking randomly decides to listen to a show <laughs> called the Awkward High Five Podcast and then puts it together, because you know he may or may not have stole this mixer. But but um, what I'm saying is that he stole it. In my so, mind, so shmurda. he drove his truck up to the window and smashed the window in after hours and took this mixer and brought <laughs> it straight to a High Five Studios. Anyway, he's the big uh, Dillinger freak and and he's probably listening to this right now and being like you're all wrong you're all wrong but for, as far as i know their la- latest singer the one they had for the you know the last few albums that dude i really like yeah yeah i never even gave him a chance because you know 
black guys win every time when it comes to music. But that dude, I love you. Put a black guy on vocals for a hardcore band, genius. Yeah, because. You know, he's a good screamer. It's mm-hmm. not, you can't identify the falsetto, really. But once he goes into his vocals, it's just beautiful. Yeah. You know? Well, yes. I mean, they've always had good singers. Uh, one of my favorite things that they did was that EP that they did with Mike Patton was their singer. And really? that shit's amazing. I yeah. didn't even know about that. Yeah, they did that. Well, I think it's like a five-song EP. They were in between singers. They wanted to put it out. Mike Patton, obviously, being the freak that he is. Said, yeah, sure, I'm into this. Yeah, and he course. came, showed up with his gas mask. He's, and a, fucking, vo- he's a vocal <laughs> whore. <laughs> yeah, of course. But um, yeah, Howard Jones, man. And he, and he didn't even, you know, they didn't kick him out of the band. They didn't have any problems with him. There was no, like, Dillinger beef or anything. He left because he had, like, sickle cell or fucking diabetes or something. Jesus. You know, some type of racist. Oh, disease. Jesus. No, I swear to God. Check oh, it out. Oh, so racist. Yeah, no, he had fucking. Oh, racism and hardcore. <laughs> yeah, he you it. just said how great it is to have a black front for a singer and then you, and a, a front, front man, and then you fucking label him with sickle cell. I didn't label him. The man had Labeled. It. Man had You've made a list. You made a sickle cell list, and he's on it. <laughs> he's, uh, I didn't give it to him. Oh, the racism in a post-Trump America. Do you feel like? <laughs> do you feel like you're free to do this because of Trump? No, I just been this way my whole life. <laughs> you are Italian, so I'll give you a pass. Yeah, right? nah, I get a pass. So, I know. Look, we're just, just joking around. No one here is racist, and I know you're not racist. Yeah, everybody. Well, not but everybody. you are everybody. But you are Italian, so it comes out, and you're it's in your blood. Yeah. Which but, which I've said a million times, and I'll say again. I don't understand because if there's anybody in this world that's close to black, it's Italian. I have nothing. I have no problem with black. If Howard Jones sang Rosa Sharon, ate mashed potatoes, spit out those mashed potatoes, I'd eat those mashed potatoes. You'd let you'd let the black the lead singer from Dilger uh, Escape Plan, Baby Bird, you? Absolutely. Well, look, we got to get that going. I'm sure he's not doing much <laughs> if he's sitting home with sickle cell. We got to fucking get him on the show and make that happen. All right, I'll do it. Like, I have no beef, but I'll just say it how it is. The man has sickle cell. So (laughs) (laughs) he didn't have any problem with the guys, no problem with the music, no nothing. But because of his disease, I think it was was diabetes, actually. Because of diabetes. Type 1 or 2? The one you're born with, I guess. Racist. Oh, my God. The racism. I said one to not be racist. It was two. The post-Trump racism. Oh, now you're a fucking fattest? Yeah. Now you're against fat people? Sure, okay. No. I see where you're coming from. No, with this. it's like the black guy diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because too much fried chicken and watermelon? Exactly. Too much you grape are, soda. You're fucked up, my I friend. I know, I know. Fucking crucify me. So his disease was making him so crazy and insane. He like couldn't go crazy on stage. Crazy insane. <laughs> he couldn't in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He couldn't even get on stage. He couldn't hang out with nobody. The music was making him sick, and he just had to peacefully walk away. But he is still the man. Yeah, well, I, I look, I like all those songs. Now, I don't know what else to say. What a way to sweep a black man under the rug. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm, look, I fucking, my favorite. what? My favorite. Racism? My favorite bands are The Bad Brains, Thin Lizzy. The Jimmy, fishbone. The fish, fishbone. The Jimi Hendrix experience. <laughs> and I'm talking about the first Jimi Hendrix experience where the uh, where the white kids played on bass and drums. CB4. Uh, <laughs> CB4, the yeah. made-up fucking Chris Rock yeah. rap band. Yeah. Uh, sure. I also like them. Um, yeah, so you don't you call me a racist, my all friend. Right, right. And I'm pretty sure that all those people, all those lead singers... 
Well, except the guy from Thin Lizzy, because he dead. But I bet you he's not dead from uh, Sickle Cell. He probably cools out to chill with that guy. Oh, yeah. You're kidding me? But here's something that I always wondered. Uh, when when they say tonight there's... <laughs> I totally butchered this joke <laughs> Dude, I went up. I was so proud of this joke. You know what? I'm just going to give it to the listeners straight. I'm not even going to present it as Did a joke. Did you just make this up? No, no. I made it up a long time ago. Uh, but it's not even a, it's so much of a joke. It's always an observation that I've had. Right. But uh, but I turned it into a joke. And I did it once uh, in doing stand-up, and it totally killed it. Oh, God. And I was so happy about it. And I was like, yes, I got it across. And then I was so excited. To do, I think I used it almost like as a closer the next time I did stand-up. <laughs> and fucking crickets. crickets. Like crickets. And I'm pretty sure like someone gave me a dirty look but here's <laughs> my hear here's my observation <laughs> um in in that song they say you know tonight there's going to be a jailbreak somewhere in this town if i was going to place money on it i'd say it's at the jail <laughs> what oh cricket look but seriously, let's take it. Let's take the joke away because I did the joke no justice, and I had it worded better than that. But tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak somewhere in this town. Where else in the town <laughs> would it be besides the fucking jail? Yeah, true. Or is there gonna be a jailbreak at your grandmother's house? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Good observation. Thank you. I'm an observational comedian. It's not funny, haha. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of I'll take it home and think about it. I'll stew on it. Yeah, for a you, tonight you're gonna pop up and you're gonna be like, or something up. Tonight there's gonna, gonna be a laugh somewhere in this, <laughs> somewhere in my body. Yes. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, I guess welcome to the awkward high five podcast. <laughs> uh, and um, but I wanted to bring up the judge. So the '90s was a wonderful time for music. Especially uh, punk rock and hardcore music. And there was, I don't know who they are. I'm not friends with them. I've never saw them or anything. But out of nowhere at that time, there was a band that uh, popped up called Judd Judd. And, uh, and I think it's pretty safe to play them because I don't think they're around anymore. So I guess they were named Judd Judd because Judd 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 I guess that's the sound of muting. Judd Judd. Sounds like Beavis and Butthead. We're back. This is the Judge Judd No Tolerance for Instruments 7 Inch. There's only two of them? I think so. That's not enough. They're a hardcore band. I don't know. I don't know this one though. I bet you it lights up. It better. I thought it'd be way better. It really is just Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah, but they need a drummer. There's no drums. They need a. What is that supposed to be? I hope they flopped. I hope they flopped hard. I hope they made zero dollars and zero cents. I think they got some novelty buys. I think some people novelty bought. Yeah, fat kids. Again, being a fattest. Is that what it's called? I feel like there's another word for that. A waitist? A waitist? No. You're a fucking waitist. Whatever. You're a waitist, racist, son of a bitch. But, uh, I mean, I think Bill Burr said it best. Like, 
you know, oh, really? race you're born with, like everything else. Fat, you made yourself fat, and you could walk your way out of That's it. That's not true. Some people, some people have uh, thyroid genetic problems, yeah. genetic problems. Yeah, but majority, I'd say, ate their way into their weight. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you still can't. You still can't hate somebody for it. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I can hate them, but I'm allowed to talk shit. Okay, <laughs> you know. All right. And the way I see it is if. I don't give a shit about anybody talking shit about me, then I am free to talk shit about anybody else. That's great on paper, but then you start hurting people's feelings. Now look, Ooh. I'm 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 look, Stop getting your feelings hurt. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I totally understand. I enjoy a bust in the balls, as they say. I'm a New Jersey guy. We, <laughs> You're a Jersey man. We grew up. We grew up busting each other's balls. It's one of my main ways to, to let people know that it's I care. Every person's right. And also, if if you know, if I'm making fun of you, and you're making fun of me back, I feel like that's a full loving relationship. Yeah. Um. And yes, I get that. However, we are living in a different world in a different time, and people are very sensitive. Yeah. And, I, and I also want to, uh, you know, respect the rights of other people. So, I mean, I've definitely uh, even before this 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 wave of sensitivity and uh, social justice warriors and the internet and all the things that are going on now happened. There's definitely been times in my life where I was just joking with somebody and they definitely got their feelings hurt and it went way overboard. Yeah, I mean, well, that's just what happened. I, I've done that a, a bunch, you know. I, I've, I've, I've drawn back so much from that because, you know, I've even looked back at things where I thought I was just fooling around everybody was having fun and then and now I look back at it now and I'm like, yeah, it was probably a little cruel, <laughs> you know, like that yeah. kind of deal. So there's a fine line. Did I tell you about that? Uh, op, not operation. I was gonna say operation. Suck it up, Buttercup. But it's like a law. Suck it up, Buttercup. And like, I think they're doing it in. I want to say Illinois or Iowa. It's a councilman that's trying to pass a law called Suck It Up, Buttercup. And it's because too much tax dollars and money is being put into uh, public schools and state colleges for these kids that want their fucking safe zones. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're, I, whatever that is, I, I've never seen one. I've never known someone to go to a, a timeout or whatever, but there's like little My two year old niece gets put in timeout. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's these adults go to like a big X on the ground to cry. I don't know what money they have to put into that, but apparently they're putting a lot of money and tax dollars into places where people can go to snivel. And they're putting an end to it. And it's, and it was in quotes. Suck it up, Buttercup. I guess the law is going to be called Suck It Up, Buttercup. And these people are like, you know, sick and tired of people being little bitches. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this a lot, and, and I have mixed emotions on I it. I think that's our biggest problem. It's it's bad. It's it, the biggest. Well, but... but <laughs> bigger it, than immigration, bigger than everything else. But it's a fine line, because to to 100% dismiss the people that that feel like they need their feelings protected and stuff like that is also to jump completely on the other side where you're like you know our candidate won shut the fuck up you know what i mean like go get a job and and like all that shit which isn't right either no that's not right you, you know so like it's all but it's it's okay to be like stop crying about it and do something about it you know since when did we just become a bunch of tear jerkers and right. think that that's going to solve anything. Well, right. Grow, like seriously grow up, you know, yeah. you're going to cry about it. No, I know. You know, I know, I know. I, I, I'm saying I'm totally, I'm totally agreeing with you, but I also don't, I also don't 
I, I also want to respect people's feelings, you know. But then I could, but so it, it's a hard. Like I'm saying, it's a total hard but line. You're not to, like telling someone, "Listen, I hope you get ass cancer and your family dies." Right. You're well, saying, I did say that a couple stop, times. <laughs> stop crying about something <clears throat> that isn't fucking worth crying about. I know. You know. I know. I understand. Jesus. Now I'm gonna get all fucking pissy. I. But I'm I also cry. But you know what though? Like your. You know, uh, uh, your grandfather, uh, who who was probably in what the Korean War or some shit, right? My grandfather was in World War Two. Okay, yeah. So your grandfather was in World War Two. Probably looked at us like these fucking pussies, you know. And then, it, 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 I think it's something that just happens from generation to generation. We get softer and softer, and now, yeah, because of the internet. We're we're just seeing so much of it on a wider spectrum. Where it used to be, you'd be a you'd be a thirty six year old man with your own with your own kids, or your you, you know your friends have kids, or at least you're observing the younger generation, the kids in colleges, you know, a decade or so below you, uh, from personal people that you know, and you'd be like, oh man, these kids are pussies. You know, it wasn't like that when I was in college. But now, because of the internet and and the news being all over the place and, and all these blogs and everything, you, and the total consensus you see, so now you can make that judgment on much a wider on a much wider yeah, basis. So yeah. you feel like it's more of an epidemic. And, and, and I don't know. I don't know who's right. Yeah. You know? No, I understand the the more seeing it more thing. Like that's why I always say like um, everyone thinks crime is out of control. It's like no. In 1950. All you got was the news that was going on in your town. You didn't know how much crime was being it was going sure, on. Now right. it's just fucking thrown in your face. You know, if someone you know cuts off someone's pinky in Alaska, you hear about it. Right. So you just think, wow, it's out of control. But you're just getting flooded with all this news, and all you get is the bad news. So of course it's going to look that way. Well, I think that that's a great point, and I think that all ties together because here's here's the deal. Um, the, the reason that children are now so smothered and controlled by their parents, uh, I'm talking about young children, mm. started back in the 70s, I believe, maybe even the 60s, with, with, the, the, with the advent of national news. Before that, you had local news. Yeah. So if, if, if little Timmy uh, you know, got abducted on the way home from school in your town or, or you know, maybe your city, then you would hear about it. Um, and have the right to worry. But the thing was, is that, you know, little Timmy only got abducted maybe once every few years. I don't have any real figures, but let's say once every five years or something, a kid got abducted in your small town. And I'm sure that's even, you know, uh, and, and, and so you gauged the, the, the safety of your environment by that. Once national news came around, when little Timmy got abducted in Seattle and Chicago and New York mm-hmm. and fucking Harrisburg and Dallas and all these places, now you're getting this all these stories. out of control. And all the parents, rightfully so, because, you know, parents are just naturally on edge about their children. Yeah. Feel that the world's getting and, – and as things got worse, it progressed and pro- progressed and progressed. And that's why every year children have less freedom – you know, they're not even yeah. allowed to play outside by themselves anymore. Parents have to be there. They're not allowed to trick or treat. You have to go take shit out of trunks or whatever the really? fucking craziness that's going yeah. on. But but what the reason that I'm tying this all together is that those children that that happened to, and I, I'm going to include our generation in that too because I'm you know we certainly had we, although I feel like we had much more freedom than the children that are coming up now. 
but we it, totally did, man. But but us being a, a, like young kids in the eighties, I'm sure that we had less freedom than people growing up in the sixties or the seventies. You know, like it, it, again, it degenerates as it goes down. Yeah. But those people that suffer from from their parents smothering them and always making sure that they're safe and everything are the people now that are growing up to need these safe spaces. Yeah, yeah. So true. it all comes back around. Yeah, it's the way that you're raised. You, you mm-hmm. know, you don't want to take chances. You always feel safe. Uh, and you know, and if you listen to this podcast, you know that I am I am definitely somebody who who uh, is not for giving up personal freedoms for safety. It's something that actually really, really bothers me. And every yeah. day we give up more of it. And that's where all this is going. We're going to have drones flying around, like Back to the Future too, Like police drones that fly around videotaping us. Dude, fuck that. Who gives a fuck about that? I would love I that. Do. No, You would? Yeah. Let me tell you, let me tell you what actually You'd is happening. you moon them? Let me tell you what's <laughs> actually happening is that they're, they're developing uh, high-definition cameras that are the size of a grain of sand. And putting them where? And they're just going to put them everywhere. Are you serious? Yeah. And 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 uh, and fucking. And so everything that you do anywhere that you go is going to be on videotape and tra- and and being trans transmitted someplace. Well, I, I'm sure they're going to use that facial recognition software because that's why our new licenses are like you can't smile. It's a close up of your face mm-hmm. because you know everything's going to be facial recognition. Yeah. You know. So I'm just going to fucking grow a fucking beard. Wear the sun, the glasses with the Mark Groucho Marx nose and mustache and shit, and just live my life like that. Because I don't want to be. Yeah, followed. but they'll they'll have some sort of you know they'll be able to to take snuff me through that shit points of your body your the way that your body yeah, looks yeah, and, yeah. and all that shit. I mean, you're not going to get around it. You're not. We're I not going to be technology. But it all comes from it all comes from this is that. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the scary man is going to come get me. Right. And so I want to feel safe. And so everybody has to give up their privacy. And that's that's a fucking such a huge problem in our in our country. It's such a huge fucking problem. Mm-hmm. And I guess people don't realize that people that are fucking psychos are always going to be psychos. Right. And that kid's going to get killed no matter what. Right. No technology is going to stop them. What this could stop are poverty-stricken people that commit crimes based on desperation. Right. Because they'll think twice about robbing a convenience store or shooting someone at a gas station out of desperate need for money because there's they're 100% going to get caught. Right. But the fucking, you know, the Charlie Mansons and the fucking... Uh, What's the clown guy? What the fuck was Dahmer. his name? No, not, not Dahmer. Dahmer uh, Gwen Gacy. Gacy. They're they're gonna kill. Yeah, of those course. people are always gonna. Yeah, kill. because they don't do it. It's not. It's not a matter. They don't. They don't care about getting caught. You know. They kind of want to get caught. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're gonna fucking kill. But how about even even beyond that? You know the the thing is is that yes, I understand that you worry about your children, but the 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 chance of your child being abducted or or murdered by a serial killer is so minuscule, it's so tiny that it's yeah. something that you shouldn't even worry about. How about just getting hit by a car or yeah. fucking or you know or something stupid like that, sticking a fucking fork into the electrical socket when you're not looking, like all these things that happen on such a on such a, a wider basis. I've seen both of those things happen in person. Right, right. <laughs> I've never seen anyone get abducted. That, that's what I'm saying. But but the fact that the news perpetrates you know these giant stories because it, if it bleeds, it leads, and then these people you know sit home and watch this 24 hour news cycle and get freaked the fuck out and yeah. things that has happened happening and then they want cameras fucking everywhere 
to to keep them safe when nothing that that's the thing it, you're living a life life is not fucking safe you can die at any fucking time mm-hmm. that's what you sign when you were come out of the vagina they might as well give you a pen and you have to sign on the line that says i understand life isn't safe and i could check out at any fucking second everybody i love could check out at any any fucking second and that's it i mean of course you want to afford yourself some comforts and and some safety. I'm not saying like you know fucking batten down the hatches, right? Yeah, uh, you know, or 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 go out there and fucking you know like jump out of a plane without a parachute or some shit like that. You know, like of course you, you want to take the 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 reasonable safety precautions, but the giving up of of all these personal freedoms in order, you know, the fucking having to take your shoes off and 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 and, and might get and maybe get a body cavity searched at the fucking airport because one time somebody had something that could have been a bomb in their fucking shoe i mean that's it's ridiculous and that's not even privacy it's just inconvenience but it's still fucking ridiculous i hear you i mean the airport stuff doesn't bother me whatever except when i have weed up my bung right but i mean it's it it is retarded but i don't care it doesn't inconvenience me yeah i have to get to the airport a half hour earlier but even that simmered down i feel like right after i i i flew uh, I think a couple of months after 9-11, and I literally had to get to the airport two hours early. Mm-hmm. And then the following year, it was a little bit less. And then I still you, go you know, two hours early. And I think in 2007, I fucking I flew uh, to Europe, and I think I got there like five minutes before takeoff and just waltzed through. You know, it's like not as bad as it yeah. Was, I was you know. using it as an example, but it's a big example. I mean, yeah, it's, what, it, it's it, it it one thing happened once. And then it affected the whole country from there for there on forward. I mean, mm. you still have to. I went, you know, I, I went uh, overseas six months ago and, and had to do the whole thing, take off my shoes, take off, you know, do the whole thing. And it and and there there is no reason for that. Yeah, it's a little nobody extreme, nobody has a fucking bomb in their shoe. Yeah. It's just not happening. You know, if if there's, I feel they really don't. They're they're not as fine tooth comb as people think because I've smuggled shit plenty of times without them knowing. Well, right, of course. I mean, they're not police officers. They're also people that are just working for probably not much more than minimum wage and shit. So, like, how much do they really care? They're, they're, yeah. there's, but that's not the whole point I wanted to get in. What I'm just saying is that the amount of shit that we're willing to to, to give up right. and put ourselves through for what is basically an illusion of safety yeah. is is ridiculous. You know, I just wish more people realized that. Now that I think about it, I feel like when we were kids in the 80s, I feel like kidnapping was a huge issue. Right, because it was fucking on... It, we Because of that kid Adam? <laughs> we were one of the first generations to really feel that uh you know because of national news yeah, yeah. sure yeah that I dude, yeah the, his father went on to do unsolved mysteries right yeah yeah, yeah. i think that uh, and that like a show like unsolved mysteries is another thing yeah. although entertainment you know they're showing these things that really happened everyone's watching it once a week on prime time and freaking out thinking that that could happen i know that if i see a fucking horse collar anywhere on out yeah <laughs> I don't even want to see one of those things. Well, you must not go fucking to the track or any oh, horse I live stables. The I'm talking about the, the the fucking mouth chokers. No, I get it. Yeah, I fucked get it. up. But yeah, I remember us having like uh, seminars or assemblies where a guy would like teach you the right way to kick someone in the shin. Right. You know? Right. Because that apparently getting kicked in the shin makes you go blind, and I'm still unaware of that, how that's possible. But, uh, you know, I guess these kidnapping specialists, they know. 
in, in you know that is like fine if if you feel like you have some some tip that you could give children worldwide that might help them if they ever got into that situation yeah then of course fucking teach them how yeah, to kick why wouldn't shin. they tell us listen rip their balls off no they tell us kick someone in the shin yeah i don't know if i was a kidnapper and wanted a kid a swift kick to the shin isn't gonna stop me right that's kid's still gonna get fucking chloroformed and thrown in my van <laughs> And get his hair dyed. <laughs> Sounds like you planned this out. <laughs> get his hair bleached, change his name to Steven. And put him in a horse That's collar. What, fuck the Adam kid. What fucked me up was the one I know my first name is Steven. Oh, Remember that no, one? No, this sounds so familiar. That's the kid that got kidnapped and the guy fucking bleached his hair, you know, and just made the kid live with him his whole life. And then the kid became like at age 16, like a butt smoking, orgy having like maniac. Remember? No. My no? name is Steven. Was that, that's the kid that got burned in the bed? Or was that at, who got burned in the bed? Oh, I think that's my name is Steven. Yeah. Ow, ow, it ow, hurts. Ow. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the kid got tied to the Wow. All right. Talk about that cruel thing that we were just talking about. <laughs> we just immediately went into making fun of a poor kid who got burned. Yeah. But now, you know, he, he got fucking royalties off that movie. He's all good. What? But uh, you know what? I remember Steven growing up. I don't remember. I think that was a different. No, David got burned. David got burned. Steven lived on to be a butt-smoking, orgy-having cool kid. <laughs> uh, but the, David got burned by his dad, I think. Man, I am... His, in his, his bed. In his yeah, bed, right? His parents were divorced, and his dad wanted to, like, get back at his wife. So his dad, like, tied the kid to the bed, threw gas on him, and burned him, and it hurt. Wait, hang on. Ah, we are, we are. Yeah, David's the one walking around there without eyelashes. But Looking like he's shocked at everything. Who is hello? My name is uh... Steven's the one that just got kidnapped and his hair bleached and started smoking butts early. Yeah, nineteen eighty three. Who, Steven or David? Uh David. David, yeah. yeah. He's the one that got burned, right? Yeah. He's still alive and well or no? David Rothberg. Um let me see. Let me try to look him up here. Hang on for a second. <laughs> Does he have a Facebook? <laughs> or a half a Facebook? <laughs> oh. Dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure David has a safe zone he could go to. Um, I'm seeing a David Rothbard LinkedIn. I'm not seeing <laughs> any. Um, uh, He's like a fucking pyro specialist. <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. It's hard to get to. Everything that I'm seeing. He's got to be in his 40s or his 50s. Everyone's talking about the father. Apparently, he got out of jail. He uh, did? He didn't get life? That's attempted fucking son murder by, uh, what's it called? Arson. That's dun, arson dun, dun, and dun, murder. Dun, 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 dun. You got out of jail. God damn it. And someone that smoked a doobie is probably still in jail. Oh, no, I think that's him. There's David. It's got to be him. Wow, he's wearing Larry David's father's glasses. <laughs> sure And is. a sweet fucking backward snap, snap <laughs> back. Uh, David's looking fucking, sh- fucking sweet. Yeah. Apparently he's still alive. Yeah, like, I'm sure. You'd think with all those TV royalties, he would have got skin graft surgery. Fuck it. He said, fuck it. This is me now. Yeah. Uh, fucking dicks all burned uh, off and shit. You know, I fi- I picked up a little fun fact about the WWF that you might be interested in. Okay, yeah, I'm done. Uh, you know what? I was gonna get info, but I don't want to keep no. looking at that. I got a few WWF. I got a pair of WWF fun facts. Please, I know you love my WWF knowledge, I do, so I want to hit you a little bit. Okay, so. You know how wrestlers just drop like flies. Of course. Because, you know, I guess number one being their steroid and cocaine use. That I would leads say to that's probably number failure. one. Yeah. 
And then plus the fact that they put their bodies besides that, like just through all this fucking shit, they're on the road right. 300 days a year. Yeah. And that leads to their depression and things like that. But there was rumors circulating about the death of one ravishing Rick Rudd. Oh, really? Yeah. So, according to the Honky Tonk Man and Jake the Snake Roberts, two great sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know the Honkster was still alive. Yeah, the Honkster, I, he apparently was part of the whole crack crew with uh, Duggan and Sheik and Roberts. Apparently, he was like part of their cipher. Okay. So, uh, according to the Tonk and uh, Jake the Snake, and Jake the Snake and Rick Rude were really close because they had that long feud in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, the real, the truth behind Rick Rude's death was he really was, he thought he was like a playboy and was real into just begging mad chicks, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, was like real, uh, narcissistic and revolved his whole life around how many chicks he could fuck, you know? Now, can I ask you a question right off the bat? Yeah. These girls that he would have sex with, did he show up at their house with the, their faces, uh, fucking airbrushed <laughs> on his <laughs> ass? As we walked through the door, he'd be like, cut the music. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Or he he or, shows up with Bobby the Brain. Or he doesn't. He just brings a guy with him. He he shows up to every girl's house who he's gonna have sex with. Like he might not even know who they are with a fucking fresh white pair of spandex pants. And then he brings an airbrush artist with him <laughs> who then replicates the face of the woman he just had fucking uh, sex with. And then he if walks. Worthy. He walks out of the house with their face on his ass. <laughs> when he says hello, he does that fucking pelvis <laughs> swivel with his hands on his head. Okay. So, uh, Rick Rude, big fucking, you know, fucker of women. <laughs> I couldn't think of a word there. <laughs> wow. So that was so elegant. Of I you. know, I know. I couldn't think of the right word. So, uh, apparently when he got older, because of all his cocaine and drug use, he was having problems getting erect. So he became a huge Viagra user. Sure. You know? So he was heavy on the Viagra. Apparently he had some type of side effect or reaction to the Viagra. An erection that lasted longer than five hours? Oh, I don't know what it was, but he had to get his dick and his balls removed. No. Yes. No. Yes. And because of this, he went into such a depression that when he got home he from the hospital. He became a eunuch? When he got home from the hospital, he killed himself. Okay. This is alleged, right? According to Tonk and Snake. Wow. Two great sources, like I said. Okay. Yeah, so he was so... I also, though, saw Jake the Snake uh, in his 50s get really, really, really upset and need to go to a safe, sensitive place because someone made fun of the fact that he was balding. Yeah, and he said, shut the hell up. So I don't know (laughs) how much I'm going to trust him. (laughs) Was that supposed to be a sight gag or you did it on purpose? Holy my, shit. My leg hit it. <laughs> I was going to say, that was your best one ever, but that was because you really <laughs> were really confused happened. on what was happening. I'm not even going to explain that to the audience. Yeah. So, rude. Fucking dickless, hopeless, and killed himself. Wow. Wait, but what was his, uh, what What did they say his death was? A heart failure. But <laughs> it, because of drug use. But so, you think he killed himself because of, with drugs? With drugs, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm not making these claims. These are, like you said, uh, alleged claims. I'm sure we'll hear from the wrestling fans that listen to the show yeah. because they know everything. Apparently, like, there's a billion fucking message boards and everyone knows what's <laughs> going on behind the scenes and who's <laughs> going to win before fucking it ever happens. Yeah. And all how that did, sh- like, who, what do people have links to Vince? It's. It's weird. Everybody that I know that's into wrestling 
um, is 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 I think wrestling itself is like the last thing that they're into because everyone when I hear <clears throat> friends of mine who are into wrestling talk they talk about how they know who's going to win the rumble or mania yeah I don't because get how know and then that. they know the whole backstory because <laughs> like somebody made fun of fucking Shane McMahon three months ago so this <laughs> dude's pissed and uh, they're at a bar and he said something to him like they know all the shit that's going on behind the scenes. And I think people are more addicted to that than they are actually seeing people in fucking speedos. That makes sense, you know. Other. It makes sense that adults would be more into the soap opera and the gossip, and the kids would be more into the wrestling. Yeah, I mean, right. That, I makes, guess that makes sense to me. But. I mean, it's I, we've talked about this before, and it's it's strange that um, wrestling is is very 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 strange because the people that were children watching it that thought it was real. And then found out that it was fake, continued to watch, not only continued to watch it once they found out it was fake, but then stayed with it until, and, you know, there's people in their 40s and 50s that watch wrestling now. And they've been watching it since they were eight years old. Well, it is a, it's pretty fucking entertaining. Okay. You know, it's, you know, it's people fighting and it's good enough to look real. I mean, if you found out that, uh, you know, the Tyson fights back in the late 80s were fixed. Mm-hmm. Would that make Which them? They probably were. I don't think. I mean, so. boxing was is pretty fixed, but the, not would, Tyson. But but would you? Would it be any less entertaining to you? No, no, right, no, right, right, right. It was fucking seventeen year old Tyson knocking out grown ass men. Right, but I mean, that's boxing. Wrestling is kind. You know, wrestling was a cartoon. It, yeah, but that's what makes it even more entertaining. I'm not ra- knocking wrestling. I rather see Ravishing Rick Rude fight the Ultimate Warrior and all this crazy shit happening than two guys squaring off and just punching each other in the face. Yeah, I get it. It's way you know, it's electrified. I just, I, I just, I, and I'm not saying this as a bad thing. I actually find it, it's, it's, I, it's fascinating to me. It's, it's I, like good on Vince McMahon and his whole thing, yeah, to be able to do that because I don't think there's anything else in this world that that st- like people have stuck with through all stages of their life that came from their childhood. Like right, that. right. Like what band that you listen to when you're eight years old, do you still listen to? What TV show when you're eight years old, do you still watch? Like those kind of things. C and C music factory <laughs> i like those the things that make you go hmm on a lonely night you know what i'm saying though like it, it like it, it, it's it wrestling is is for children yeah or at least it was but when you were you know when we were young and watched wrestling didn't you know it was fake then yes yeah i right. mean not when i was six seven but when i was like nine ten i realized it was fake and i it didn't make me any less yeah and it. It, it, i was disappointed i won't i won't lie i really was disappointed about that but it's not like finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Well, actually, I was going to use that as an example <laughs> because Santa Claus is one of those things that you believe in your younger and then everybody finds out at a certain age that he's not real and then you just accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. Wrestling was that, but they would keep it – they would keep kayfabe at all times. They did. And then at a certain point, they just they just let it all go yeah. and it turned into something different. Yeah. And then it was just already assumed that it was fake and that it was storylines and then it, it actually morphed into a kind of different entity because you went into it knowing even children know and then they it's like they it's a tongue in cheek nod to the fact that it's it's fake all the time yeah. that that becomes part of the storyline is what i'm saying so the the original fan base of people that watched it were able to evolve with it because of that and that's what what makes people still be there <clears throat> i don't know i find and it fascinating i think it also appeals more to the older audience because 
I mean, a lot of the flavor has been taken out of wrestling due to this, but you have more wrestlers that are just Randy Orton's and fucking uh, Hunter Helmsley's and not the Barber Beefcake or the Ultimate Warrior from Parts Unknown because they came out and said, listen, it's not fake. But when I was young and I realized or someone told me that wrestling was fake, Kind of like Mayday Malone, I kind of still was like, oh, he's bringing that uh, up just to fucking <laughs> make the wound harder. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because you know, I haven't recovered from that, by the way. Maybe the Ultimate Warrior is from parts unknown, and not, he's not Jim from Arizona. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I want, where is parts unknown, and <laughs> how many warriors exist? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? No, I it, look. I'm not busting on wrestling I, at all. I, 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 you know, it's just I've never seen something that was able to keep. You know, like, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, like uh, when I was fucking 11 years old or 12 years old, I was a big Green Day fan. And then somewhere in my 20s, I gave up on Green Day. Green Day's still making albums. They're still out there and people still love them and kids still fucking love them. Yeah. But I didn't carry on Green Day throughout my whole life. I still I still have uh, I still have great memories and I'll still go back and visit Dookie and fucking Kerplunk and albums like that. And I love those albums because they're albums from my youth. But I'm not listening to the new Green Day right. album. Well, the Green Day is a great example because I, I could, I can personally put that very close to wrestling. Because, all right, let's use Green Day. Um, in the Dookie years, you know, y- you would get the Kerplunk album and stuff and be really into Green Day. And, you know, they were one of my favorite bands and I loved them. And then, like you said, as they got older... I never denied the fact that I liked them as a band, but I wasn't celebrating their new album collections Mm -hmm. because it just wasn't, I wasn't into it. Kind of like wrestling. When I was younger, I was more into wrestling than anything else. It was one of my favorite things to watch. And then as it evolved, I, you know, I wasn't into the new matches or the new wrestlers or anything, but I still like wrestling. But you don't watch wrestling. No. So, you, so, but I don't listen to the new Green Day music. I'll like I'll go back and I'll listen to Dookie, or I'll go on YouTube and I'll go back and I'll watch Warrior fight right. Hulkster in WrestleMania Six. Okay, yeah. It, but you're kind of saying exactly what I'm saying is like I don't hate Green Day, uh, but but I just I don't have the desire to consume their new music because right. it's not for me anymore. I'm a I'm a almost middle aged man. I'm not a fucking thirteen year old kid anymore. So that music isn't for me anymore. But you'll still listen to Dookie, right? Right, because I have memories. Yeah, of it. well, but, that's but, how wrestling. Is. Right, but but what I'm saying is wrestling isn't like that because the people that were watching wrestling in it when they were 11 years old are still now watching the same product I'm just saying when they're myself. 40. I'm I, saying myself. Yeah. I know, but but what I'm saying is there's I guess my point is what I tried to make in the beginning is I don't believe that there's anything else in this world that has succeeded in that way. Keeping its 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 fucking its core audience its, yeah, for their its, whole life. It's audience base growing with the audience growing with it in age and sticking with it i don't think there's ever been anything like that well bands that survive uh for a long time they have that effect no but because you'll catch a 45 year old guy with an iron maiden shirt on right but i guarantee you that that guy might not still be buying iron maiden albums you know like like i'll wear band shirts like I I I love the Dead Milkman. I wear a fucking Dead Milkman shirt. I don't think I bought the last three Dead Milkman albums because I don't give a fuck. I care about Big Lizard in my backyard and Beelzebubba and those albums. But I you know so I wear a T-shirt of them because I love that fucking band. But it doesn't mean that I I'm still uh, uh, as obsessed with that band now. 
uh, uh, you know, or you know, than I, I was you. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the the dudes the dudes that are in their forties watching wrestling are still as obsessed with wrestling now as they were when they were eleven years old. Yeah, that's, that's what I find yeah, fascinating. Yeah, that's that's a little off the meter. Right. I, yeah, I can agree with that. Because I'm with you. Like I like I would love to go back and watch the, the like uh, the first SummerSlam. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, or something like the things that I watched when I was a kid because it would give me you know I would be a great reminiscing to watch that. I, I, in the same way that it feels great to listen to dookie or fucking Nevermind or listen you know like that kind of yeah. thing yeah i i that's fine nostalgia is great but to be still watching it and like loving john cena now when you're when you're <laughs> i old, hate that when dude. you're like older than john cena is <laughs> you know it's it's a weird it, it's and again i'm not saying good or bad it's i i just always found that fascinating yeah well i have another tidbit Okay, sure. Uh, do you remember Dino Bravo? He sure, was like an a Canadian. Yeah, I was gonna mm-hmm. say he's an Italian that wanted to be Canadian, so he bleached his hair. Right. Um, he apparently uh, was like a big cigarette smuggler slash hijacker, and even when he was famous in his wrestling, he like used his wrestling fame to blow up his cigarette hijacking business and sell cigarettes on the black market. Wait, wait, wait. So was he was he uh, taking cigarettes from Canada and then selling them in the states? I don't know. I don't know, but apparently he was... I a, mean, I guess if you're going to be a traveling wrestler, that's a good racket, because yeah, you can just show up in different cities and be like, Marlboro's here. That's what I'm saying. He would use his wrestling as Holster, a way to... Holster, you look like a Newport man. Here's a <laughs> carton on me. Everybody loves fucking Dino Bravo. He shows Holster up the match. Would be, Holster would be like a Salem kind of guy. <laughs> Got these Salems, brother. <laughs> I think Holster... Uh, it might be the skullet, but I think he's more of a Benson and Hedges type <laughs> of fellow. Yeah, lights. <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So I think Kurt Cobain smoked Benson and Hedges. I always caught him with a box of those. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was a big cigarette Well, I smuggler. bet you if Kurt was alive right now, he'd have a skullet, too. He, oh, he no just he, he went bald, but he d- doesn't want to give up on the fucking 90s alternative. Yeah. I bet you what Kurt would do if he was alive right now is he'd still have the stringy blonde hair, but he would always wear, like, a cap or something on I was top. I say it. a backward snapback hat. <laughs> That's what everyone thinks that he still has it. My God! So uh, I bet you that's what the lead singer of Silverchair looks like nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> Silverchair. Um, but you so know what? Silverchair were the original fattest. You're gonna wait too, fat boy. <laughs> oh yeah, fat boy. If that song came out today, there would be Twitter outrage. <laughs> hey, yo, true. There's probably a lot of things that happened in the '90s that people would be outraged about, and we were totally cool with. It's fucking crying shame. Trump should have made that his fucking song. Where are you gonna? What is it? You gonna wait too, fat, fat boy? Wait fat boy, till wait tomorrow. Till tomorrow. <laughs> That's like yes. So Bravo was a big cigarette smuggler, and apparently he pissed off the wrong mob guy or stepped on the mafia's toes or something because they found him at home all Swiss cheesed up with like more bullet holes than could be described. Oh, they re- he got shot to death. Swiss cheese, yeah. Really? Mad holes. <laughs> you look way too excited about that. <laughs> well, I'm just picturing Bravo and his wrestling tights all sprayed the fuck up with bullet holes. Who was his tag team partner? Tag team? Wasn't he a tag team with somebody? Or am oh, I getting that confused? Maybe he was for a little bit with like uh, Jacques Rougeau or like one of the other Canadian yeah, guys. Yeah, it was like a Canadian thing. Was it? What was that weird Damn, he tag? died in 93. What was that weird tag team that was like Andre the Giant and somebody? Andre the Giant and Haku, the Colossal Connection. <laughs> Remember that weird fucking... There was a lot of... When they started putting solo acts together as tag teams, that was weird shit. When they tried to put the Warrior and Macho together, the Ultimate Maniacs, that was, and they wore those sunglasses. <laughs> it's fucking weird. 
uh, yo, his Wikipedia is going to confirm the alleged RTG rumors. On March 10th, 1993, Bresciano, I guess which was his real name, was found shot dead. He was 44 years old. He was hit by 17 bullets. Same. Seven to the head. Holy shit. And 10 to the torso. That was a close gas. While watching hockey in his Vimont Laval. Had they know what he was watching? I don't know. His alleged role in illegal cigarette smuggling in Canada is popularly believed to have led to his official unsolved murder, Rick Martel. Oh, yeah. Rick Martel was his <laughs> has stated Sprayed with arrogance. <laughs> has stated in interviews that because of Bresciano's notor- uh, notoriety for being a popular professional wrestler, he was able to attract many customers, particularly natives, across the, and thus so. crossing the mafia. <laughs> right before his death, uh, Bravo confi- confided to friends that he knew his days were numbered. <laughs> Because wow. of butts. He was a nephew by marriage of Montreal crime boss Vic Cotroni and was believed by authorities to be involved in his organization for some time. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's pretty intense. Yeah, I don't make shit up on this program, sir. Yes, you do. You do all the time. But that one was uh, that one was definitely fucking backed up. Wow. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. So you're going to believe in fucking Rick Rude losing his balls? No. no the, the, <laughs> Check it out. The Rick Rude being castrated, I do, I do, not, I do not believe. I, didn't, I don't just come up with these things. Yes. Yeah, so he just gets gonna... one of his fresh fucking white white pants and then just airbrushes a dick and balls <laughs> yeah. on the front of it. Or hold you, he just permanently wears the Wizinator. <laughs> you ever see that thing? That yeah. thing's amazing. I know. And the, uh, my, I was thinking about getting one. My, <laughs> my friend showed me his, and you can buy it in like the shade of your skin tone. Yeah, well, because they're they're made for when people have to watch you taking piss tests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a black one, there's like a white one, but then and the whites have all different. Like you could be like the pinky dick white guy, you could be like the tan dick white guy. It's crazy. <laughs> you really are loving that. I'm just amazed by the craftsmanship. Hey, 2017, baby. Yeah. It all hangs out. I know. No pun intended. <laughs> you got to be on point. <laughs> I heard this happen at my work today, my day job. I'm, I was there enjoying my day job. And there was a woman who was singing uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Well, that's not the weird part about it. Really? I don't mind the song. It's a good song. I would she- like it if there was a woman singing Carol King. <laughs> okay. Well, I wasn't asking Anytime, for your preference. Anywhere. But uh, she was sitting there. She was doing her work. And she was just humming along to a little bit Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And then another another worker, an older gentleman, came to her and said, he, I guess he had to walk up to her to ask her for something, and she was in the middle of her rendition, and he said this, which was really weird. He said, oh, you know that song? And she said, yeah. And he goes, oh, so you've seen Wizard of Oz? What? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? It was the How w- old was the dude? I, was, I mean, I don't know. I don't know a lot of people that work there yet, but he was he's definitely 50s or 60s. <laughs> looked shit. like an older gentleman. and you know, and you But it was so weird. People like, are so disconnected. He like he was actually like like she was singing some underground fucking hit, <laughs> yeah. like she was singing some fucking Stooges song or something and he was surprised that she was part of this movement that he you know like fucking <laughs> he, oh you know that song oh so you've seen Wizard of Oz like you've seen that little indie hit you know like it was very I well, was like what the fuck? I was into the Wizard of Oz before anybody else. <laughs> If excuse me, I'll be in my safe place because now, <laughs> now that I know somebody else saw the Wizard of Oz, it was I don't know. I just I have nothing else to say about it. I just overheard it and it's been that, on my mind all day. It's pretty weird. Well, maybe the guy fucking he's just a antisocial. What's his, I was going to say socialite, but that's the opposite. But yeah, so many people are disconnected and don't know. I was actually 
Either like, that or it was just a really failed attempt to make small talk. I was, uh, or he's nervous around women or something. I was shit. talking to a kid a couple of days ago, and I, I know, I know he doesn't have many friends or any friends, and you know he's like real stupid and stuff. But I was I this was, me? Are you talking about me? <laughs> no, was, no friends and really stupid. <laughs> I was talking to him. The kid couldn't form a sentence. I felt like I was talking to someone speaking a language, uh, like a caveman language I never heard before. And I was like, wow, is this because he doesn't have a life and he never spoke? That he barely speaks all day. You know what I mean? That he just doesn't have enough practice speaking. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he that dumb? Like, it just sounded like it sounded like the judge. What kind of conversation were you trying to have with this dude? Nothing like intelligent or anything. Just telling me he was like limping on one of his legs, and I said, "Hey, what happened to your leg?" You know, something, whatever, something and basic. And he's just like, let go bad. Yeah, pretty much. And I was just thinking to myself, wow, is this because he doesn't have friends and can't speak? And because th- he doesn't talk to anyone all day? I don't know. I was pretty fucking amazed by it. More than the wizard guy. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. Another thing, another thing uh, that I'm noticing at my job, because I, you know, like I'm I, at 36 years old, I'm starting a, uh, you know, I call it my day job because it is. Uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think that there's anything in this world that I'd probably choose to do if I had, like, say money wasn't a factor besides podcasting and maybe playing music and stuff. So, like, you know, this is my passion, but I, I need to pay the bills. I need to pay rent. I need to keep the money coming. And I do like the industry that I'm in now. And, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to staying in it and making a career out of it. And that's, that's my whole point is that I'm pretty much right now at 36 years old. Uh, embarking on a new career, so I'm starting from pretty much square one, which is was great. It's 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 fun. I my, yeah, well, at least you got there. Yeah, my new job is I love everybody. So far, I love everybody there. It's 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 awesome. Um, but it, because I'm kind of learning the ropes and coming up through the ranks, I'm 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 down in the trenches with some uh, pretty like young ass kids. Yeah, and uh, and it it's the first time ever. And I've worked I've worked around you know my old job. There was always young kids there. And I'd be, you know, I'm friends with them. I, age doesn't matter to me. The way I look at it is like, once you're over fucking 20, we're all the fucking yeah, same. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter. But um, for the first time ever, I'm really like hearing things that they're saying and being like, man, I'm fucking old. And yeah. the one thing that these kids say uh, that um, even just saying that right there makes me <laughs> sound a little shit. thing that these kids are saying is uh, it, they actually use the term no chill. Like in a sentence, so you know how like no chill is something on the internet. Like dude's got no chill. Like I it'll be in a, before, it'll be in actually. a meme or something. So if you're just like you know if you're forthright or you make fun of somebody or something like that, you have no chill. Yeah, I hear. What it's you're been an internet it. thing forever. It has, but I didn't know that people actually use it in conversation. And these two kids that I work with, who are both awesome, they're funny, we get along really well. But these two kids that I work with, like they'll be talking to each other, and then somebody will like say a joke, and they'll be like, "Damn, that guy's got no chill," and the other one will be like, "No chill at all." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I'm fucking to use old." It. Like I, if I wanted to right now start using the term "no chill," I couldn't. I couldn't. Nah. I, if I if I walked up to a group of kids and be like, "Damn, you got no chill," the cops would show up and arrest me for some <laughs> yeah. sort of fucking statutory rape or something. Yeah, that's like trying to use like on fleek or some other yeah. gay thing. You can't. Yeah. Nah, it's terrible. I'll still use I'll use the word fat or fly or dope until I'm dead. Yes, I, say a I lot just of can't those stop saying those words. I, I, fat, I'm not a big user of. I'm dope. a big user of fat. Dope, I use fat a lot. Fat. Dope, I definitely use a lot. Yeah, why do we do that? I don't know. It's, I still say things are ill. <laughs> and I think that's before my generation. 
Um, what do I say? I say stoked a lot. Yeah. And, and it, which is weird because I've never even been to fucking California, but I use the word stoked all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a I, universal. I, I definitely, at 36 years old, living in New Jersey, have said I'm totally stoked. I probably said it a, a bunch of times today. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you, that you comes from. What? Now that you mentioned what you were just talking about at the workplace, I also work with some youngins, uh, and I found myself like speaking to them as the old dude because uh, you know I'm talking to this one cat you know he's a, he's 18 years old he's a good looking cat and he has a girlfriend and he's talking about his big commitment or whatever and I I'm like dude you're 18 just get out of it you have so much time yeah. you know there's another that's 22 that lives with his girl I'm like why are you doing this to yourself I'm like just break up with her <laughs> oh, so you're basically just going around trying to get people to break up and <laughs> go fucking fuck everything go hog wild <laughs> go fucking ravishing Rick Rude on the world. yeah exactly why do would- it while you still have your cock and balls seriously why would you grow your first pube and then get married you know what I mean well, you have so much life to live there's a lot of people in this world that do that though i know friend. i know there's a lot of people that do that a lot of people making mistakes those those are the people that end up getting divorced some well you shouldn't get married until you're at least 45 because then you know who the fuck you should be with or in your 30s but people that get married in like their 20s or their young 20s that's probably that's the staggering divorce rate well of course you don't know what the fuck you're even getting into yeah your your fucking frontal cortex isn't developed yet Seriously. You, you, you're uh you're your fuck- balls didn't drop no yeah it, do- <laughs> it doesn't make much sense it doesn't you know I, I uh, on a, on a personal side, I fucking broke up with the the first person that that I ever had sex with um, because I was madly in love with her, and our relationship was perfect, and I saw myself staying with her for the rest of my life, and I and that was a a, a decision that I made. I was we dated for how long did we date for? Like we started dating when I was like fourteen or something. Yeah, we were freshmen. And uh, yeah, so 14, 15, 16. So like, I, I guess about three years, I was 16, maybe 17 years old. I was dating the, still the, for three years, the first girl that I'd ever had sex with. And, yeah, run like the wind. And, and, and literally like made a conscious decision. I didn't fall out of love with her. I had, we didn't, weren't fighting. We had nothing wrong with her. But I just looked at myself and said, are you going to be that guy who marries the first girl he's had sex with? And I decided that I wasn't. And then I proceeded to go and break this poor girl's heart for that reason. Hey, not and, wrong and, with and, that, dog. I know, but, but I'm saying a lot of people, and I'm not saying that was a good decision or a bad decision because I'm not exactly fucking like happy and love married right now. I've had a lot of shitty relationships since then. I probably should have stayed in that. Yeah, I've I've definitely went on to have No, you guys would have ripped each other's heads off and got divorced. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I have no idea. But yeah. but but uh but, I think the shitty relationships are better building blocks than the good ones cuz you learn what you don't want and you stay away from that and then you end up being with somebody and not fighting and not arguing, you know. But even that, you know, it does, sometimes fighting and arguing doesn't isn't what ends a relationship. Sometimes not fighting and not arguing is what ends a relationship. Well, that's like zero communication. That's not what I'm talking about. Well, it, right. Well, right. Exactly. I mean, obviously, communication and, and trust. Yeah. But but I guess what I'm saying is is that uh, I I could see it working out. But I but I I am with you where I certainly there, there's always that that story of kids who fucking. Um, you know, my, my parents were like that. My parents got married when they were 21 years old. Yeah, I feel like that was a different time. And they stayed with each other for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea if there was any infidelity or, or okay or allowed infidelity or anything like that. You know, that's their private life. Yeah. And, and I, feel, I feel like uh, couples that stay together that long do work those kind of things out. 
because you know feelings for the and I've talked about open relationships on here. I'm a believer in open relationships and stuff like that. But like those things are gonna come up, and and uh, and and it's your decision whether the relationship's gonna make it through it or not. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I I don't know. I just don't know. I think the main thing that happens with young relationships is that, that people don't know who they are yet. Right. And the, and then when you they, don't even know what you like, right? You because know? when you're fucking seventeen years old, you think when you're twenty seven that you're gonna have life figured out. You're yeah. gonna be in your career. You're gonna mm-hmm. own a home. You're gonna have two and a half kids and a fucking dog and a, a white fence. And no matter how you how much you say that you don't, you know that you're not going to. You do feel that. Mm-hmm. But then when you're twenty seven, you realize, fuck, I'm not even fully formed yet. I still don't know what the fuck's right. going on. And I I think that no, you know. No matter how much you like somebody or are in love with somebody, whatever, I think your tastes change for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, because I remember being young, and if I was with, I would just always want the opposite of whatever my girl was. You know, not to sound pig-headed or whatever, but this is the truth here. Like if I was with like a chick with blue eyes and light hair, mm-hmm. I would start craving chicks that were darker. If I was with like a dark-haired chick with brown eyes, then I would kind of want the light yeah the, the grass is always greener it is a grass always greener but it was almost just like you want a different flavor if you're eating vanilla then you're in the mood for chocolate mm-hmm. if you're eating chocolate you want some strawberry you know what i mean it's yeah. just you want to try something else and i feel like that goes on for many years in your life until you decide what your favorite flavor is you know right. and yeah that is but some people that goes on forever that is very, I know, and those are the people that and like women, cheat on their wives. And women and do that too. Women do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a male thing. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, that's, you know, not sounding superficial or anything. That's just a common occurrence that mm-hmm. a lot of people go through. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think any relationship is, a, you're giving something up for a relationship. Yeah. You know, so like there's, I don't, there's not a perfect relationship where you meet somebody and then it's like fucking dream weaver and then you automatically stop thinking about having sex with other people or, you know, or anything like that. I think, you know, relationships are work and you do have to make sacrifices for those relationships. And one of those sacrifices, if if the relationship you get into has that agreement is is going to be I'm not going to go for the grass is greener anymore yeah. because this means so much to me. And, and that I'm happy with your blonde hair and blue eyes, and I'm not going to go looking for the fucking brown hair and brown eyes yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, um, that, but I'm sure that's a rare occurrence to find the Dreamweaver. Well, but because even if you find the Dreamweaver, you got to give it like three, four years to see if you still like the Dreamweaver. Because even you, you could fall out of love with the Dreamweaver. Sure, for like not even any reason of fault of theirs or yours, just for the simple fact of you know worn out. I think you're. I think you're looking at it through your personal eyes. Your personal eyes. You I are. Am, I am. Because what else do I know? Because right. No. Because you're willing. You're willing to move on and and get out of relationships when you're not feeling it anymore. There's a lot of people out there that aren't like that. You know, and for better or for what do worse. You mean? There's a lot of people out there that, that will stay in a relationship. Sure, really, B- for many reasons, like uh, maybe insecurity that they can't get anybody else. Yeah, I've know, seen that. There's people that that have been with somebody for ten years and they have kids, and yeah, they're not in love anymore. But they're like, "What am I going to do? I'm fucking almost forty years old, and yeah. I have kids, and I've been with this one person for fifteen years, and I don't, I don't, wouldn't even know what to do. What's fucking Tinder? I don't fucking know. Like, there's people like that, mm. so they're like, "Fuck it, this is comfortable." There's people out there that are that are like, "I hate this fucking dude, but I, but I pay fucking." $800 a month rent and if I go on my own I'm going to have to pay $1,500 yeah, a month yeah, rent yeah. there's people to make those decisions you know right. there's there's a lot of different reasons that people stay in relationships mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they're good reasons 
but it's it's I, not everybody just takes that well you know i i'm 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 i like this or i like that and i'm fucking out kind of yeah, deal that yeah. kind of thing i don't know i don't know i guess i never you know i always looked at it as well it's my life and i'm not going to sacrifice it for somebody that yeah. you know I don't know. Maybe it's your life. Yeah, it's may- now or never. Maybe I'm being. You're not going to live forever. <laughs> no, that's exactly how I looked at it. You know, like the casket could dip tomorrow. I'm going to, you know, you're going to ride it to the wheels fall off. Yes, mm. I was going to say only get to represent temporarily. So damn right, I'm going to get mine before they bury me. <laughs> I remember I got in trouble in high school once, and I had to write like. Uh, You're really bringing the uh, hardcore, the New Jersey hardcore <laughs> into this in episode. I had to write like all these paragraphs on why I'm I'm so uh, uh, disruptive and rude in class or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this long thing about how uh, you know I'm not going to censor myself because life is short and I'm just going to do what I want and you know live freely. And I ended it off with that quote. <laughs> Teacher was stunned. So creative. Yeah. That's almost as creative as my thin Lizzie joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Bringing up the heart. Well, look, let me wrap up the relationship thing by saying that, uh, I, I don't, I relation, I'm just at a loss when it comes to relationships, man. I've had so many failed relationships and I just, I just don't get, I guess I don't get it. You know, I think, I, I think I do have your selfishness, um, where, where I, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but where I do like, I am willing to be like, well, fuck it. This isn't working. Let me get out of here. I'm also, I also do kind of have that thing where I might stay in relationships a little bit too long. And then when I get out of one relationship, I feel like I've learned my lessons. And when I get into the next one, I feel like I'm applying those lessons and then everything just goes to fucking shit anyway. I hear you. So I'm the last person to talk to when it comes to relationships. Mm. I am the last fucking person to talk to when it comes to, I don't have any answers. I still haven't figured it out. I, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near, I don't even want to be in one anymore. I'm just fucking out of it, you know? Um, but, but I could honestly say that it's, it, at least for me, it is the biggest mystery. You know how it, 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 people are always like, you know, women are the biggest mystery or, you know, or <clears> I'm sure girls it. like men are the biggest mystery. Yeah. It really is. I think I have a lot of things figured out in my life at this point. <clears throat> I don't think I'm ever going to figure out the relationship thing. Well, you know what I did that really improved my, uh, the way I, M and approach relationship is I cut out all like the insecure bullshit that goes along with it. And I'm really happy. Like I don't fucking, I don't cheat first of all, right. which takes a fucking load off. Yeah. Of me, well, I know? stopped that. I, yeah, I stopped it, that a long time yeah, ago. If, if I, if there's somebody else then I'll just get out and move on, mm-hmm. but I just don't even think about it. Number two is I don't do shit like, go through her phone, mm-hmm. invade her privacy, mm-hmm. because what is that going to accomplish besides right. a fight or me just leaving, right. you know? And it's... And also you're invading someone's privacy, which right. you shouldn't do. Right. And, for any reason. And, by, you know, and I feel like there's just way more trust in, my, in this relationship I'm in than there ever has been in my life because I don't do those things and I don't cheat. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So those feelings aren't lingering in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not that stank in the air, if you will. I get it. So it just makes things a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Know? But, but you know, it, it's a two-way street. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you might be the most trusting person in the world. And I believe that I, I am. Like, I when I'm in a relationship, the one thing I know for sure is when I'm in a relationship, I'm 100% trusting. It doesn't matter. Until that's shitted on. It doesn't matter. Well, right. Well, until, yeah. you, until you make me have to lose my trust, then the trust is completely gone. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, what the, what's the point? If I'm not going to trust you or, or you're not, you know, or I'm never going it, to. It's hard for me to trust somebody again in life once they've done me wrong yeah, in the yeah, first place. Yeah. So at 
that point, you have to. There's always going to be that stank in the air, right? Yeah. So, so, but, but I'm always willing to trust somebody. Always. Yeah. So, so I have that, but it has to come on the other side too, yeah. which is which is a rare thing. There's always going to be something untrustworthy. The privacy thing's big with me. Um, I, I don't, I don't ever. I did that once in a relationship, and I, it's one of the things that I've always regretted because I, I had a, in my mind, I had a justified reason. It was actually after a breakup, so we had already broken up, and um, and then I kind of like had got a little birdie got in my ear about the fact that there might have been some infidelities that I didn't know about, even though I was sworn that there wasn't. So I and I was so burnt by everything and upset that I kind of I went through measures that I shouldn't have to mm. invade the privacy of the other person. Yeah. And you also wanted to justify your behavior and be like, well, right. there it is right there right. in fucking black and white. Right. That's why I was right. Know. I was also a lot younger and stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> and but I do honestly, I do. I do regret that a lot. So I, I would never do that again. But that's the thing. Like you could even you could just think that you're being the perfect partner, mm. and then and then out of nowhere, like one you wake up one day and that person that you thought that you knew is a completely different person. Oh, totally. totally. It, it, here's here is one thing that I think that fails me in a lot of relationships. No matter what, even if I'd like to fake it, I am not this person. I'm not the person that'll ever chase a person. So here here's the deal. Women like and and I'm sure men do this too, but I you know I'm I'm a straight male, so I only have experience with dating women. Um, the what women do, at least in my experience, a lot is that they'll go out of your way to they'll go out of their way to push you away in the hopes that you'll grand gesture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what they'll do is they'll go out of their way to to make you mad or be distant. Or, or give you every feel, make you feel like you should go away. But that's the point where they want you to be outside of their door, Lloyd Dobler style with the fucking boombox yeah. playing Phil Collins. And they want that big grand gesture to know. Phil that, Collins. Wasn't it Phil Collins? No. Oh, uh, Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel. Sorry. Um, both in Genesis, by the way. Yeah, so true. fucking relax. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and then they want that grand gesture and then, oh, he really does love me. He came all this way back for yeah. me. And they try to set that up because they've watched these fucking movies right, like right. Say Anything their whole life and it's fucking spoiled their mind. That, even if I would like to, I've let, I've let people that I was totally in love with like head over heels in love with wanted to spend the rest of my life with walk the fuck away because that's I that's a big ego pride thing, Dev Dog. That's against your, your moral values. Here's the deal. If somebody's willing to play that big of a game with me, yeah, it's the game. It, here's the way I look at it: it's it's either they actually don't want me there, they do want to push me away, they do want me to go away, or they're playing this game where they want this grand gesture, and I'm so turned off by the fact that they would even go that far into it that I'm just like, you know what? You're never getting the satisfaction. Yeah. See you the fuck later. Yeah, and and yeah. and I and I look, I would love to change that about myself. I would love to change that about myself. It's not changing. I'm fucking about to be 37 years old. If I could take one thing off the table, is that shit ain't chucking changing. Yeah. I'm not chasing anybody <laughs> ever. And I've even bought well, at this age, you're not going to have to do anything. That's a young person thing. No, women still do it. Yeah, I, I, I and in in my life now, like I'm 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 in in a like a dating situation, you know, I'm not I'm not even seeing anybody steadily, but in my life now, that's even boiled down to smaller situations where, like, even if a girl, like, you know, even if if I'm flirting with a girl and we're having like a nice conversation, and then I'll throw something out to her, and I'll and I'll I'll be forthright. I'll say, hey, we should hang out, and then if if they're like pl- start playing the hard to get game or whatever, I'm just like, nah, fuck it. You know what I mean, <laughs> you're the player. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not. I just, I'm not dealing with it, and that might be one of the downfalls. I don't know. You know, what? I I'll. 
sometimes, you know, when I'm just sitting, laying there, you know, pondering about my life and paths I've taken wrong, I think about <laughs> how Damn, how long does that take? How, <laughs> how much like I used to enjoy. See, I'm going to come up. I don't want to say the word enjoy, but how much I used to. I guess it was all part of the game to me. It was some type of weird sick satisfaction in my head, but I really would like go to extreme measures and to cheat on my girlfriend. Sure, right. And do really like you go thought to, that was cool? Well, not that I thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. Like I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the sneaking off at night. You know, going to a sleazy fucking hotel, coming back the next day and being like, nah, I got a good sleep last. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was some type of weird, sick thing in me where I enjoyed it. And I'm so happy I cut that out of my life. But that's just really weird how something like that sleazy is fucking mm. enjoyable to a young dude, you know? Yeah. I remember one time, because I used to go to the gallery a lot with this one girl. And we went one time and we would always like get the bubble bath going and shit. And one time we started, <laughs> we put mad bubbles in the bubble. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Fucking pump the motherfucking <laughs> brakes. What? You went to the gallery yeah. and got into the tub at oh, the gallery? Oh, yeah, mad time, son. Oh, dude, that's like where serial, serial killers disembowel their fucking... Oh, uh, dude, we, we would bring our own blankets. We would bring fucking scrub bubbles. We, 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 <clears throat> we, we got the eight-hour package, and we would first sterilize the whole room. All right, here, just so the people at home know that we're talking about, and I'm sure that you have places like this near you, but the gallery is a sex hotel in the central jersey area where they charge by the hour you could go in there and get a three-hour thing it's one of those places that has the car stereo cassette thing in the bed yeah and uh and it's cool but and people <laughs> just go there to fucking do drugs and basically to do drugs to yeah. fucking tie off and and it's it's nasty and it's dirty and it's the place it's not that bad it's the place where bad things happen yeah i think great things you can fall in love at the gallery <laughs> and, and richie likes to take women there to take a soak <laughs> yeah so we threw that's mad, disgusting we you have fucking like her every simplex of herpes fine. gonorrhea gone herpesyphilates you got fucking sickle cell <laughs> diabetes oh diabetes probably so we throw mad bubbles Flick in the bubble bath, <laughs> and we run the bubble bath, and uh, the bubble bath's running, and I don't know, we started getting into shit, and started fucking around, and I guess we forgot the bubble bath was <laughs> running, so we're going at it for so long, I'm drunk, so it's taking super long, and then we turn around, and half the room is just a room full of suds. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking tub's overflowing and there's suds up to the ceiling. But let me say, it became a really good time playing with those suds. No, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like jumping around and shit, playing with suds. It was yeah, really the, cool. the fucking AIDS suds. Yeah, well, I played You're with suds. Breathing in the hepatitis bathtub. <laughs> it was a great time. I miss it. Um, yeah, I I was the same way when I was young and stupid. Like I thought that. Uh, you know, I thought that it was cool to fucking have two, you know, like, oh, yeah, God. chick on the side. You know, you go to a party and there's three girls that you're hooking up with there and you got to play you're the game. You're doing the rerun dance? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to keep them. And then at the end of the night, you feel good about yourself. And that fucking. That, okay. that goes along with teenage. My here's. You wanna, OK, I'm I'm going to say this. And I'm when I say this to you and the listeners of the Awkward High Five podcast, I promise you that I am not saying this in any way of, of boasting or or ego or we any, get it just anything <laughs> no 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 let, let, let me make the you statement really care <laughs> yeah yeah let me make the statement because right. the whole point is is that i find this to be 
not only a douchey thing about me, but the fact that I was proud of it at an earlier age and actually told people about it in a proud, like boasting way is one of the things that I, I don't talk about this often. And it's one of the things that I'm, I, I feel very douchey. There was one day in my life that I had sex with three different girls in the same day. It's awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's not awesome because the way, the way that it happened was that I was, I was just had started dating somebody and then and then was still let me see i'm trying to even think i like just started dating somebody who was like totally in love with me and trusted me and then i was uh, i was still in in like kind of breaking up with my ex-girlfriend that i broke up with her for so we were in like the last stages of our relationship and then there was a girl that i was cheating on both of them with and then one day it like the timing just worked out where I where one of them had stayed over the night before I woke up in the morning with her. Then one came over in the afternoon and then I hung out with another one at night. Right. And 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 so at that point when this was like when I was like 17 years old or whatever it was, 18 or something, <clears throat> I was like so ecstatic, happy with my fucking self that I, I'm sure I told you I told I'm sure I told everybody. I think I even told girlfriends later on, like to try to prove my like machismo. Oh, man, and shit. that's terrible, actually. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like I was story has lost its luster. Uh, th- this is what I'm saying. And and uh, and the older I get and the more removed I am from that. It's just such a douchey thing. Like, I just wish I could go back and not, number one, not even have done it because it's just a sleazy really? thing. Really? How do you have regrets like that? Because I look back I, and I'm like, damn, all those fucking sleazy dirtbag things molded me into the fine gentleman I am today. <laughs> it's not that it's not that I regret it. It's that I fucking lied and, and, and you know, lied to people to make it happen. You're 18 and shit. years old. I, I know. I'm dealing I, with I, girls. I'm giving myself some slack from it. But what I'm saying is that that was that's something that bothers me that but when i was a young fucking stupid kid i was like yeah this is awesome you know <laughs> yeah, that's part of being a kid and dealing with chicks and that's the way you learn about shit is the people that don't do shit like that are the people that get old marry somebody and then have all these infidelity problems because they didn't do that when they were 18 right well and that's they true fucking too. have all this built up fucking sperm or fucking uh, estrogen that they haven't released <laughs> so they end up fucking people when Wait, they're 30 do, do you do you think that having sex that women release estrogen? I don't know, sex? dude. They know people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people have picked up on my fucking brain patterns by now. Um, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I, I, no. I yeah, right, 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 right. So let's wrap up the show by saying we're both dirt bags. I had, you know what? Well, I'll save it for um, Saturday. But I had a whole thing that I want to talk about uh, of the the new state of America and punk rock. But we're- all right, that sounds really cool. And I have a whole list of shit that I want to talk about too. But we have a good show coming up on Saturday. It's the fun show. Uh, look at you wrapping up before I could even hit your song. Look, um, I knew we were right at the point. I could sense it now. I don't even have a watch uh. <laughs> or a phone. I'm I'm at the point where I'm saving up for a cell phone. Like it's a car. <laughs> um, so anybody, thank you. Okay. I don't even know where I'm at now. Uh, Patreon, reviews, um, tell your friends how awesome we are. Mm-hmm. Don't judge us on how many people we fucking cheated on. And just check out the show and have a good time. Listen to us and we love you all. Good. Let, let me say with the Patreon thing, though, real quick. That was a great wrap-up, and thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, with the Patreon, we are. if you are in a $5 or above tier, you're going to be getting uh, two extra episodes of Awkward Hi-Fi Podcasts exclusively for patrons, patrons of the show, and we're going to be recording the first one of that this weekend. 
Um, and so that should be available on Saturday night or thereabouts, depending on our schedule. And then from then on, you'll get two a month. So what are we going to do? Deliver those directly to the people? Yeah, that, those that are donate. Yeah, like you, you can only get those through Patreon. Gotcha. They're yeah. So uh, so keep an eye out for those. Um, if you want to become a patron of the show, like Richie said, go to well, you didn't say any of this, but go to uh, Patreon and, and look up Awkward High Five Podcast, or go to h a h i five pod dot com or awkward high five dot com and and click on the become a patron link and do that, and you'll get extra episodes for just five dollars a month. It's a good deal. Uh, yeah, otherwise leave a review and um, do not huff dust off, Richard. It's not, it's a marker. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, see you in a few short days. We first met a long time ago. I always knew how to treat you, but now I can see you through this cloud of smoke. With love, with breath, wanna smoke you up. Even though my chest hurts, smoke you up. Get more, be less, wanna smoke you up. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.